a su nombre. Gloria. Y su pueblo. En victoria. What's going on, everybody? Episode 7. Oh, man, I lost track. It's yeah. Is it 7? Yeah. I think it's 7, yeah. Woo! God bless to everyone in this beautiful morning. <laughs> it is April... T uh, it's afternoon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that back. God bless everybody in this beautiful <laughs> afternoon. It is 12.45 p.m. P.m. <laughs> Not a.m. Did I say a.m.? You said good morning. Did I do it again? <laughs> I don't know if you did it again. But. Okay, take three. God bless everybody and good afternoon. It is 12.45 p.m. I'm uh, the co-host, Nick. He's high on, on the caffeine right now. <laughs> yes. Coffee is a beautiful... And it's a beautiful true <laughs> no it's not uh do you like uh do you like energy drinks uh not so much i'm not really uh into energy drinks but um i i'm trying to limit my i'm not even a big coffee drinker i should say maybe that's why it's hitting me oh, really? <laughs> yeah like i try to limit to just like once a day mm. and i've noticed that like in the mornings like i can i can get by like i can fight it right mm -hmm. just waking up kind of thing and not having coffee but where i do need it which i've known with myself and i wish i picked this up like when i was junior high or in high school kind of a thing Cause I don't know if this happened to you, but anytime like I came back from school after school, like as soon as I sat down on the couch, man, like it is game over for me. Like my eyes get heavy, mm. my knees get weak. You know, there's vomit on my shirt. You know, Ma, bomb spaghetti. <laughs> some 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 monster. On the surface, I was calm and ready. <laughs> but yeah, for real though, like as soon as I sat down, like like in ten minutes or fifteen minutes, I, whatever that duration was, man, it's just like my body's just like, all right, time to pass out, kind of thing. That's how I am now. Like oh, I, I told, hated it, man. Hated I tell my it. wife all the time, like if I get home, I'm not going out anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm sitting in the couch watching TV. I'm taking a nap or whatever the case may be. Like right. the kids are around, I'm just like watching them or whatever. But like, like she got home. I got home from work uh, the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I want to go see my grandma." I'm like, "All right, take the kids then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home and, and nap because <laughs> I was, I was dead. I'm like, I'm not going out anymore. Sorry. I love your grandma and everything, but." Oh, yeah. it's not happening no, I, I can't even with coffee i need some me time the coffee doesn't I need some nick time coffee doesn't do anything for me what yeah i can i can drink coffee and go go to sleep right after quit lying bro no i can have a monster and two hours later i'm in bed say bible bible <laughs> say palabra <laughs> palabra <laughs> This guy is like high off the caffeine, yeah. caffeine, the ca the caffeine, the yeah. caffeine. <laughs> the caffeine. Yeah, let's bring our inner immigrant out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to our parents. Do you want, hey, mijo? Do you want some cookies today with some coffee? You want some cookies? You want to no, go no. to? You want to go to Coco? <laughs> <laughs> Conflay. Hell, <laughs> careful! I was about to do a spit. <laughs> Conflay. You want a Conflay? Bro. But no, for real though, like when it comes to coffee, like I've noticed that if I take it around latest, like um, 2.30, 3 o'clock, mm -hmm. if I take it after, I'm screwed. But if I take it before, that's that helps me like to continue as like get home. Like I don't have that urge of like <sighs> kind of thing, right? Oh, the caffeine stays in your system that long? Well, if I drink it at like 1.30, 2 o'clock kind of thing, right? Mm. That helps me to push through because my, my area, when I feel it, is like from 1 to like 3 o'clock. Yeah. And then, especially once I get home, once as soon as I sit down, it's like that feeling of just everything crashing down, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
since i know that about myself like i have to have that coffee like in that area that's like my window gap there once i have my coffee then then i'm good for the rest of the evening that's the sweet spot that's the sweet spot for me Mm. so if i want to still stay productive kind of thing or want to do some stuff because like i do want to as much as i can right then that's what i gotta do but i think one cup a day should be fine right even if it's just an espresso or anything like that just straight to the point down it goes right but i don't want to be dependent right because you know what people would say right how they need coffee every every time they wake up in the morning or if they don't have coffee they have this headache or if they don't have coffee this is happening or they're feeling grumpy or if they don't feel alert like all these types of things right? the headache one is the the most common one i hear right my uh shout out to my father-in-law this shout out to the father-in-law he drinks eight cups of coffee a day santo jehovah yeah. eight black Woo! keep that yeah. straight yeah shout out to him i hope he doesn't mind that i'm just like talking about him but like <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shout out to the father. I love you, man. Just yes. the way you are. Yes, suegro. Yeah, but like he's one of those people like he he loves his coffee. So I'm like, uh, that's such a even yesterday thing, brother. Yesterday I got out of work, um, went to the gym. So I had a pre workout before the gym. Nice man. And then uh, we were going to one of our mutual friends' house. Sam. Shout mm-hmm. out to Sam. Shout out to Sam. Uh, we were going to his what house, so I was like to my wife, I'm like, you think you can hold off like eating till whenever we're going over to their place? She's like, nah. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's get let's get let's get like a snack or something. And I ended mm-hmm. up getting a coffee. And before we went over to their house, we we took them a coffee too. And I was like, I had another coffee. I'm like, that's a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Am I gonna be alright at night? But no, it's still nothing. It didn't affect you. Not at all. Like, you didn't even wake up during the night or anything like no, that? No, slept like a baby. Yeah. I envy you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, my the, like when I was younger, like, caffeine did affect me. I think it's just because, like... Are you a coffee drinker? Like, are you a coffee connoisseur? Are you are you a cafetero? I'm not a cafetero. No, not at all. Like, I like coffee, but I don't love coffee, if that makes any sense. Like, I can't, like, if I don't have a coffee during the day, like... I, I'm you'll be like, all right i'm not itching for it yeah you'll be fine yeah okay, like, that's good i was more i'm a more of a energy drinker connoisseur mm. but i slowed down on that a lot yeah i used to have one every day now i have Jeez. have one i don't even know yeah you slowed down you take it you you've yeah you lowered down the consumption of it which is i guess a reason why i'm napping so much now <laughs> because oh maybe because that's not in your system anymore eh? it's not in my system at all but it still doesn't affect me in the sense that like uh that i can't sleep at night like the other day i was so tired i looked at my wife i'm like i'm gonna drink an energy drink it was like seven o'clock at night and then we went to bed at like nine nine thirty and i've i knocked out even with the energy drink yeah man it just it has no effect on me anymore yeah you must have some high tolerance then yeah how how long you been taking pre-workout actually Oh, I've been doing pre-workout for quite a bit. Do you cycle on and off pre-workout or you just no. been taking consistently? Oh, uh, uh, it depends. But for the most part, I have been on, on pre-workout. Um, I'm actually just recently trying to see if I can get into the, the whole creatine thing. Because oh, I, yeah, it. I heard it's good for the, like, the muscles, the, yeah. like, help to build up the muscles and everything. So I have been trying to figure out, like... Uh, where like what kind of creatine i want to get like specific brands because like i don't i don't want to just grab whatever right um like when i was back when i was working out um <laughs> when i used to look into this stuff too right <laughs> um i i like 
again, you can do this research as well, but there's only two types of creatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they escape my mind at the moment. One is like hydro something or the other one is mono something. Like I forget what the term is, but like I don't know if the brand matters or not. If it matters to you, then it matters to you to each own. But like, like I would just go to the Walmart and just find mm. the creatine. If it's one or the other, then I would take the one, right? And then, yeah, it just sensibly helps you with... Um, to replenish your ATP, I fact check me on that. Where it's like the sensation of like feeling the need to kind of push, kind of thing. Yeah. But then also helps with um, with uh, the water recovery. retention, water retention as well. Where and the recovery, right? And recovery, I think so as well. But yeah, no, there's been a lot of studies on creatine. And it's been there and it's been on the market for a long time. So there's yeah. a lot of like scientific background and research on it. So yeah, definitely, man, get on that creatine train. I was going to go get some yesterday, but uh, I, I didn't have time because uh, I had to go see my grandfather after after work as well. But uh, what's it called? I am trying to see if I'm going to get, get into the creatine game. But the thing is, I'm trying to figure out if I have to take the creatine with my pre-workout. Or if it's like afterwards, like I don't really understand because uh, the internet just has all this different diff- different information. Like there's people that take their pre their pre workout with uh, just like that, no water, no nothing. Oh, straight with the scoop. Like they just put the scoop in their mouth and then they put a little bit of water in my. And I tried it like that. I can't do it. No, no. I used to do it like that. No, I can't do it. <laughs> it I, I don't know. Just I just like, like things when it's straight to the point, right? And mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the drink, when you mix in a drink, I just worry that stuff is being left behind <laughs> even though it's like probably like the littlest amount like <laughs> like milligrams of milligrams but like i want every single bit in my body you know <laughs> get in my get over here <laughs> yeah right i'm kind of like that too like if i see like when i chug it down and i see there's still a little bit of like like the residue in it i'm like ah but then i just leave i'm just Bro, like, and it hurts me too because like uh, okay i'm gonna be vulnerable for a moment here <laughs> i'm i'm a very frugal person as well right mm. so when i see stuff that's left i'm like man that's like five cents down the drain <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's hurting me i'm frugal with certain things yeah like if i go to a restaurant i have to finish my food oh 100 i don't like leaving it i don't like taking it home either because it's you don't like, like taking it home no no ah so it's got to be done and dealt in with the moment there, in, in the, the moment. moment yeah that's true. Like when it comes to fries, especially like if I don't finish it, it is what it is, man. No, you I have to finish it. I have to finish it, man. Yeah, it's funny how we we're talking about this because you posted something the other day on on Instagram. Uh huh. The mango thing. Oh, the mango salad. And oh my gosh. And then I- shout out to sorry North End Pita in Hamilton. If you want a mango salad that is nutritious <laughs> and delicious, reach out to Hamilton and go to North End Pita. Send us a check. <laughs> that's that's my my non sponsorship <laughs> input right there. Yeah, you you posted that and then you're like, uh, oh yeah, you go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Where did you, you put? You said um, um, if you love, oh yeah, I put like a poll kind of thing, yeah, like, like uh, t- like uh, something like yeah, do you like uh, mango salad? Either yes, yes, always, and yes. I didn't put any no or anything like. And that. then I sent him a message. And I was like, I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't like mango. My wife loves mango. She was actually talking about this the other day, how she wants to go buy mango. I'm like, you can go buy it. I'm not going to eat any of it. For I, real? I do not like mango. Okay. Why? What has mango done to you? I'm about to trigger a lot of people. I'm not a big... Oh, bro. I'm your trigger right now. What I'm not a big fruit person, and I'm what? not a big vegetable person. I, I don't like vegetables. You don't like vegetables? Mm-mm man yeah i know i like specific fruits like i like bananas and pineapples and grapes 
but like the major like the ones that all the latinos love yeah. like watermelon i don't like watermelon what about them coconuts brother <laughs> oh, bro oh my gosh yeah you want to hear something even weirder mm. uh there uh which store is it i think it's theirs they sell coconut cookies yeah these little coconut cookies for like, for like coffee and whatever mm-hmm. i love those coconut cookies but i don't like coconut i'm a walking contradiction <laughs> you guys can see my <laughs> this guy's face right now <laughs> bruh <laughs> bruh <laughs> yeah uh yeah man i'm my my taste buds are weird uh yeah. like i was we were discussing this with uh with sam last night oh <laughs> He was telling he was telling us how he he thought it was weird because my wife's family they're like super into carbs like at a meal it'll be like um, carne with arroz potatoes your wife or his wife my wife okay so they my wife and his wife are cousins so right. they have similar similarities similarities in there oh okay okay so they're the way they eat is the same as how my wife's family eats and honestly how my family eats so it's like carne arroz ensalada potatoes tortillas so like super carb overload right yeah that's and, and he was saying how he loves salad so, he's <laughs> like, so he was like where's the salad at <laughs> and i'm like bro you would have hated coming to my house especially for thanksgiving because it's like we have turkey mashed potatoes stuffing uh what else uh buns tortillas no no tortillas what rice sometimes rice Jeez. so it's like carb overload yeah all these carbs they pastas yeah. and all that too mm-hmm. my goodness mac yeah. and cheese yeah mac and cheese mac and cheese too? mac and cheese Jeez, man. yeah that's a lot of carbs yeah but it's amazing i love carbs you I'm, know i'm a big I, carb guy which is I, not good yeah it's not good for you like i like carbs as well but yeah i'm, an, I'm in the same sense as uh as our nick there that he likes salads i appreciate the salad like like i'm i'm content if it was just salad and like meat kind of thing mm. or just straight meat salad you know whatever you want to bring forth i'm in you know yeah because like i want to because i'm trying in the in the mindset to like you know this whole carb backloading thing and trying to train your body to you know use fats as its fuel instead of carbohydrates and all that it's so like the keto thing yeah the whole keto diet whatever uh whatever title you want to give it but yeah i'm in a sense of that too but going back to the vegetables, like there's no vegetables you like. Uh, I like onions, red onions. I like, like when your pizzas, like, do, is it just like meat pizza, oh, meat yeah. lovers pizza? Only meat. Only like when you get sub, oh, Subway kind of thing, like. PSA. PSA. Pineapples do not belong on pizza. Stop putting pineapple on pizza. I don't like Hawaiian. Mm. Oh man, my brother's about to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's like one of my favorite pizzas no i don't we need to have a poll on our podcast to see like is this like 50 percent people yeah. don't like it people 50 percent don't i don't like it that could be a thing i think it is that polarizing too but like when you have pupusas mm-hmm. you know i love curtido have, okay i love curtido okay so you're not as insane as i thought you were. so yeah so for the people that don't know curtido is cabbage vinegar Cabbage with vinegar, onions, and carrots. Mm. Some people put other stuff in it, but I, I just like it simple. Yeah, keep it basic, keep it simple, keep it classic, yeah. man. No need to add some extra stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessary. Yeah, so like with vegetables, I'm just very specific. Like I don't like tomatoes, I don't like peppers, any kind of peppers. Uh, what else is there? Cauliflower, broccoli. Uh, what about grilled asparagus? No. Oh my God. That's a big no. 
What about grilled onions? That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Grilled onions. Grilled onions. Green uh, onions. Grilled green onions specifically. Green onions, like the little ones. Yeah, the one long ones. I'm uh, doing hand gestures so you can <laughs> see what I'm doing. For the people that can see what he's doing. <laughs> this guy, you killed me. <laughs> I will explain my hand gestures when I do them <laughs> for all the people. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've had it. Oh, you're going to have it, brother. And I, You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Well, listen, Per, hold on. What? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> my guy is always posting about barbecuing and not... That's so right. To this day, he has invited me over for that, barbecue. This is also true. I'm offended. You should be. Triggered. <laughs> Cancel culture. All of that. You know what I'm going to do? Especially Come at when, him. I when I invite you over for barbecue? Brisket. Well, that too, but I'm, I'm going to do barbecue. Get ready, folks. Barbecue Pineapple. Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> 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 I'm out. It's going to be a no for me, dog. No, but I, I definitely want to invite you over. So I keep saying this to so many people too, man. But I need to have you guys over for um, brisket, but also a barbecued whole picanha and short rib. What's picanha? Picanha, top sirloin cap. Ooh. It's my favorite cut of meat. I love meat. Pause. No homo. <laughs> All that stuff. <laughs> but like, like when it comes to like tenderloin, when it comes to ribeye, when it comes mm. to strip loin, like put that aside. Just give me picanha. I'm good with picanha. Oh, really? Yeah. And I always do it the same way now. Is like, picanha like a chapin thing? Uh, no, it's uh, I think I think it's becoming more of a central South American thing. But it originated from Brazil. It's a very mm. um, popular Brazilian cut of meat. Okay. Where it stems from, and the way that they would do it, it's it's like this triangle piece with like a fat cap on top of it. Oh, and it's part of the cow where it's um, it's not worked out as much, so it's as I don't I don't want to say as tender, but it's very close to the tenderness of like ribeye mm. and tenderloin. Mm-hmm. But it's got the flavor of like a ribeye more than tenderloin, mm. right? Because then you got the intramuscular fat in the in the picanha, so you got the flavor in there. You got the beef flavor. You got the fat in there that helps render down to keep the uh, the cooked meat like still juicy and moisture in there, mm. right? Because you know when like you cut certain meats, like say God forbid nobody does this, but like right uh, eye round. Are you familiar with eye round? No. It's like the cheapest cut of meat that you can find at Walmart, where it's like this big long piece of meat. Again, doing hand gestures. <laughs> pause <laughs> but uh there's like there's it, it's it's always the cheapest cut of me because it's the toughest one because it's a working muscle it's part of like the the legs of the cow right yeah, i think i know which one you're talking about i see yeah it's it's just garbage meat man mm. like the only thing you want to use that is just to make beef jerky essentially which shout out to my boy that we've actually made beef jerky for the first time and oh my goodness and you didn't bring any i apologize <sighs> it'll happen don't worry because it's gonna it's gonna be done again because we want to take the next step level to uh to it but anyways going back to picanha long story short um, very long story. <laughs> <laughs> tangent after tangent after tangent <laughs> but when it comes to picanha itself there's only one way i like to do it now and it's uh low and slow i put mm. the barbecue at 300 degrees and then i smoke it for four hours at 300 still yeah. right because I've seen some people do it like with like at 200 and they'll do it like four or five hours. Yeah, it depends, right? Yeah. It's, I think it's at 300. It's you either 275 or 300. Between that range for low and slow. Is it charcoal? Oh, 100%, brother. Do you must be charcoal. You don't put any um, like uh, wood in it? 
Yeah. To give it like that smoky. Yeah, for sure. I was telling my wife I want to buy a smoker and just smoke a bunch of meat just because, but they're expensive. It's like $300 for a smoker. I would, um, I would recommend taking a look into, and again, yeah, we're not being advertisers sponsored by any of these companies <laughs> or products, <laughs> but look into Canadian Tire like, and, and Walmart. Sometimes they do actually have um, charcoal barbecues that are on good price especially oh, yeah? walmart yeah the one that my dad has like that's the one that we've been using for all these years where it can be used as like a, a barbecue to sear your to your sear your whatever you're going to be barbecuing but also use as a smoker as well because you can uh lower the the grill down to lowest it's funny how we're talking about that because i literally just my, before you got here my wife and i we went uh because uh her grandma just came back from El Salvador, so we were, we were going to do our barbecue for her and uh i just found a butcher shop which with pretty pretty cheap meat like i bought four t-bones steaks and eight strip loins i think it cost me like a hundred bucks say that one more time four t-bones steaks. four t-bone steaks okay eight strip loin it's strip loin okay hundred bucks hundred bucks jeez so what's I'll, the thickness of these they're pretty thick i'll let you know how it is like after tomorrow because we're doing it we're doing it tomorrow but uh, I think my father and I usually gets his his meat from there, and it's, it's been pretty pretty good. It's not like uh like amazing like mm-hmm. Salt Bay <laughs> <laughs> hand gestures hand gestures again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's pretty good. Like for the price, I'm not gonna complain right now. But from what it looked like, they, it was pretty pretty thick meat. So. <laughs> pause oh man <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> hello <laughs> but yeah um, may i ask you something yeah do you know your cuts of meat what do you mean like uh so you said t-bone thickness? and strip loin i know for the most part like uh i know steaks so i know there's a tomahawk steak uh i've always wanted to try wagyu uh, i know wagyu is, the, is prepared differently because it's more of uh it's Ooh. more it's more fatty intermuscular fat right? yeah it's the fatty it's all about the intermuscular fat i want to try it so bad because i've seen so many videos on it uh if you want it's expensive again so man there's so much i can say here but i'm gonna let you say your piece uh one, once again so you kind of know your cuts of meat correct yes kind of and you said t-bone and then the other cut of meat you have strip loin strip loin yeah okay so do you know what the cuts of meat are in the t-bone no do you want to know enlighten me please (laughs) prepare to be enlightened gather around kids and this is your barbecue 101 session this is how we used to cook the meat back in the day (laughs) straight to okay anyways um (laughs) so with a t-bone it's pretty much the same thing as a porterhouse um just a porterhouse is thicker than a t-bone kind of thing right Mm. so on the one side the smaller side of the of the muscle mass there that's just your tenderloin okay and on the other side Get ready. It's also just a strip loin. Oh. So the strip loin you bought is basically f- just been cut off of the T-bone there. Interesting. Yeah. So you kind of just bought so a lot of strip loin. Me. Yeah. A lot of these places finesse you then. Because you, you always see the T-bone on one side and then you see a strip loin on the other side. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty much the same thing. The only thing that you're paying more for is, is the, the, the bone. Yeah. And the bone and the little piece of uh, tenderloin you're getting. And I, don't, I honestly, I don't see the difference between... Like you're you're mentioning this, but I don't see the difference between a T-bone and a strip loin. Me personally, I don't like T-bone because I don't want to be having to cut through the bone and all. Like I don't like that. Yeah. But I know I know for sure my father-in-law loves this, the T-bone. That's why I got some T-bones because he loves it. 
But like me personally, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big T-bone guy. I just think it's a waste, personally, right? Because yeah. if you already have the strip loin, then you might as well just get that, right? Uh, unless it's a lower cost, then sure, the T-bone might be in for it. But at that point, like you might as well just buy a whole like strip loin. Like, like we're talking about being frugal, right? Like whenever yeah. I go to a restaurant and I order a drink, I always ask for no ice. Oh yeah, so they get more drink. They always put so much ice. Oh yeah, and it's you like get 50%. less drinks. Yeah, for sure, man. That's how they get you, man. That's how they get you. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Bandidos, <laughs> bunch of hustlers, man. <laughs> here's a t- here's a here's a tip too for my people out there. I used to work at McDonald's. Mm. If you ever want really fresh fries, ask for no salt. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no salt, no and you'll salt. get some the real fresh ones. Mm-hmm. And if you want salt, and it just ask for a salt packet true and you'll have fresh fries always yeah. also don't ever go to mcdonald's when it's like if they're closing at 12 don't go at 11 55 because you're not going to get anything fresh Ugh. and you're just going to piss them off yep or or and or. this might be controversial right here don't go to mcdonald's <laughs> at all no 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 <laughs> bro that's you got love That's for that blasphemy. place. Eh? I love McDonald's. You got love for still, that. Still, I love them. Even though I work there, I still love McDonald's. My wife, when we, before when we started dating, she told me she hated McDonald's, but she we eat McDonald's like <laughs> I don't want to say did you convert her. <laughs> yeah, I converted her. We don't eat McDonald's like I I would say maybe once every two or three weeks, but she she likes it now. She loves it. Yeah. So you know. It, the convincing took a while, but we got there. I don't think I don't think when we did it, we went to McDonald's once. I think it's after we got married. Actually, you know what? That might be a good thing, brother. It was after I think when she was pregnant, when she she the one day she was actually craving McDonald's, and then from then on, she was like, "Yeah, I don't mind McDonald's." Did your wife ever, when she was pregnant, she ever craved pickles? No, my wife never craved anything weird. Oh, okay. I apparently heard that she was craving. I always ask uh, pregnant, well, not pregnant people, I mean pregnant ladies. <laughs> I had to say that again. I would always ask pregnant ladies, like, have you ever craved pickles yet? <laughs> my, I had a cousin, my, my one cousin, she craved, uh, she was craving pickles with cheese. Lord have mercy. That's a combination. Yeah. Huh? My wow. wife, she was craving, what was she craving? I think she was craving uh, tamales. Oh, that's a good craving. I don't right remember there. what kind of tamales, but she was craving tamales, and no one was making it the way she wanted it. Ouch. Yeah. The one time she was craving pumpkin pie, and I couldn't find pumpkin pie anywhere. Really? Yeah, nowhere. And then I found a, a shop in, in Waterloo that made pumpkin pies, and I went all, all the way to Waterloo, and I picked it up, brought it home. I cut her up a slice. She took a bite, and she's like, I'm good. No. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right now? Man, all that work. <laughs> yeah. Man, like I was researching, trying to find a place for pumpkin pie. Because it was just like yeah. the middle of the summertime. Yeah, man. So you're, you're like, like racing pumpkin. around here and there trying to do this for your wife. Yeah. Like, Where's the pumpkin pie? Yeah. I need pumpkin pie. And then once you get home, like, here, babe. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, one bite. <laughs> one bite, and she's like, I'm good. I can only picture your distraught face. Like, you're, like, there, like, coming all hot and sweaty and stuff. You know, like, I didn't, I surprisingly <laughs> didn't get upset, because, like, I kind of had to understand it right. Yeah. Us as men, we're not going to understand a, a pregnant woman. No, there's no way. No. Nah. So, oh, like, towards the end, my, like, especially with my daughter, 
my wife was like miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. She just like she just wanted her to come out. But uh and you know, like as a man you can't really do anything about it. You're kinda just like you just gotta suck it up. Yeah. You just like let her complain kind of yeah. thing, right? Just like let them complain. Yeah. She wasn't sleeping very well with both my kids. She wasn't sleeping very well towards the end. She was always uncomfortable. And it's like, I I sometimes felt a little bad because, like, I was sleeping like a baby. And she wasn't <laughs> sleeping at all. So My man is, like, snoring away, just having the yeah. best sleep of his life. And probably your wife's, like, purposely trying to wake you up because, like, she's not getting any sleep. <laughs> I used to criticize my wife, my, my, my dad. I used to criticize my dad a lot because my dad was one of those guys that I just, like, sat on the couch and just would fall asleep regardless of what what he was doing like if he was watching tv like he'd fall asleep if he was watching a movie same thing and now i'm like that too mm. i'll like be watching whatever and i'll start dozing off and i'll fall asleep in the weirdest positions on my couch like you've seen how my <laughs> couch is it's like it's not the best like laying down kind of couch bro your, your couch is perfect for laying down isn't it like on this side mm. <laughs> hand gesture hand gesture again <laughs> shout out to the hand gesture <laughs> uh yeah it is and it's not like if you lift because it's like uh my couch has uh two on the the two corners they recline uh-huh but it's not like a full recline it's like oh you're still like, okay you're slight. talking about recline okay yeah you're still I thought, like you just like take up like the whole section kind of thing yeah and, and the thing is like my son now when he when he sees me getting comfortable like when i'm about to like conk out he starts jumping on me <laughs> Of course. Like instantly, like, <laughs> or if I start snoring, he just stares at me and boom, he just jumps on me. I'm just like, all right, you don't want me to sleep again. <laughs> Am I too loud or something? <laughs> yeah. My wife always tells me, like, she'll be like, we'll, we'll talk before we fall asleep or whatever. And she'll say that as soon as we get quiet, like two minutes later, I'm already snoring. I'm just like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that. It's a special ability of mine. If I were to be a superhero in a game, mm-hmm. under my special abilities, it'd be that. In two minutes, I'm knocked out snoring. <laughs> and I wasn't like that when I was when I was single. I wasn't like that. Are you sure? No, it used to take me forever to fall asleep. How would you know though? You know, I was an overthinker. I would lay there for like half an hour, forty five minutes before I'd fall asleep. Huh? Yeah. Just and now you're not an overthinker. I am now still, but. It's like uh, now. It's sometimes I'm so tired. It's just, it's just whatever. It's just like I just fall asleep. I'm learning to like. <laughs> my wife is fine. My kids are fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning to like. I'm learning to just kind of like let go of whatever. Whatever bothers me during the day, just just let it go. Yeah. Hey, that's that's a nice segue there, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's the goal for all of us. What we're in control of. Okay, that's something we can worry about, right? Mm-hmm. But everything else that we're not in control of jesus take the wheel yeah right and it's hard right because sometimes you want to be the one that's like driving making yeah, yeah, yeah. sure that you're the one who's in control and sometimes you there's there's uncontrollable things yeah, that happen in life. Man, yeah and uh to learn to deal with that to just like let let go of your problem and let god deal with it it's yeah easier said than done yeah definitely man it's it's something that all of us i'm pretty sure myself included that i'm still learning today like how to just let things go right yeah uh, as much as uh, maybe the pride or you know the um selfishness or just uh <clears throat> or the machismo if i can say that of like thinking that no i i can do this like i i can i can change things like i it's okay like i i got the ability to but at the end of the day man it's just like gotta be realistic you just gotta be realistic to yourself and just be honest with yourself and just like 
have that moment, right? When you go to church and just, if you have petition or if you got to put something into prayer, or just bring it forward to the Lord, right? Like, um, I remember like, uh, I forget when it was, but there was a service, a uh, prayer service. And, and at one point, uh, the pastor said something that just connected to my heart, right? It was like, um, if you have something, right, come to the altar, right? Humble yourself, bring it before him kind of a thing right and like although that might seem basic to some people but sometimes i feel like it's so necessary to have those kind of reminders those like those things that like seem like yeah it is very that's very basic knowledge kind of thing but it's sometimes those reminders are refreshing at least for me to know that man why am i fighting this right mm. just let go and like take that step forward right it, like what's the worst that's gonna happen yeah right and just go to the altar just on your hands and knees, man. Just be like, I'm just being honest with the Lord. Like, hey, man, you know what's going on with me. I, I can't deal with this. I, I, I've, I, I've tried, but you know my situation. At this point, please take take over. Take this. Well, that's the, one of the purposes of the church, right? To be there to uplift each other and help mm. each other through the through the hard times, right? My, my dad was actually talking about that last weekend because... He was saying a lot of the times, us as Christians, we're ashamed to tell people that we're yeah. going through it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's not what we should do. What yeah. we should do is maybe not, you don't have to go into detail, right? But mm -hmm. just be like, hey, I'm going through a hard time right now. I need prayer. Yes. And that should be more than enough, right? Yes. And as Christians, our job is not to just say, I'm praying for you. But to actually pray for these people, yeah, yeah, especially when like someone really needs prayer. If someone is uh, man enough or woman enough to say, "I need prayer," I'm going through it. You know, that's a good point that you're touching on because it takes a lot for someone to vocalize that in a public setting or to individuals, right? Because mm -hmm. that's something that everyone, to, like, I'm pretty sure everybody doesn't want to seem weak or doesn't want mm. to come across that they need help, right? They all want to come to church all dressed up in like. You know, no, yeah, glory to God, everything is good. All like, which, yeah, that happens, right? And glory to God for that. But again, it's just that whole point, that whole moment that you're saying, right? We're there to support one of another, right? But it, it's, I, I can see where it can be very challenging for people with their pride, with their, um, with their egos. That it's, it's difficult to just in a prayer circle as well, just saying like having the the confidence or the guts or. <clears throat> the ability to just be like yeah i need prayer for something right and 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 sometimes there's moments where like um again if i speak on my uh, myself uh i think it was last sunday when i went to church uh, the pastor was pretty much saying like um the whole story about david and goliath right mm. and then long story short but i recall is like um what are the obstacles in your way of um getting to the next step or getting closer to God or, or whatever the case is in your career with Christ. Right. And, and he would just say like, if you have something, if there is an obstacle, come to the altar hmm. and let's pray for you. Right. So even though at those moments, you don't have to vocalize that I need prayer or anything like that, but it, it's just, I remember you were saying a while ago, right. Actions speak louder than words. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's those moments that like, you want to take that step forward just to go to the altar and just be like, yes, there is something there. But then in the same time, you're like maybe others or maybe even, uh, or maybe myself too, where we're thinking like, man, if people see me going up, what are they going to think? What are yeah. they going to say? Right. But it's, it's those moments where you're, uh, maybe I'm getting used to the idea of like, I don't care what people think now. Right. 
at the end of the day, they're not fighting for my salvation. I'm mm. fighting for my salvation, right? I recognize myself, being honest with myself, that I need God ever much more. I need God to help me with these um, objects that are in my path, that are in my way, that's not allowing me to get closer to Him, or that's not allowing me to grow spiritually, that's not allowing me to do certain things in a Christian perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it it yeah so maybe it's those moments that help us out but again right it's just taking that step forward because again right uh, and yesterday when i went to church as well like uh, the pastor was saying right in the bible where it says seek and you shall find right mm. um and and there's other examples of that but if you always notice um before you find it says seek right so there is the action that you have to do yourself because when you put your part when you are seeking when you put that action before you then what happens after you will find right so then the lord will meet you halfway there right because it always starts that you have to do your part first right because when you do your part then the lord will come to the uh to to fulfill that promise that he's that he has to that he will fulfill right Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's always up to us right we can't just hope and pray all day long that you know god do something but what are we actually doing yeah because a lot of the times we ask for god to do certain things but we're not um doing our own part either Mm -hmm. it's fun it's it's easy to say oh i want i want to have a million dollars um but you're not willing to put in the work for it right um it's uh it's funny how this topic has come up because um as as christians sometimes we are more worried about what others are saying or what others are gonna think than anything else and as christians we shouldn't worry about what others are saying or what others are thinking about us. Right. What matters is what God sees in us and what God thinks of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you you were talking about like um you're talking about pride, right? As Christians, we are not allowed to be prideful people. Yeah. We have to put our pride to the side and we have to recognize that we need to be humble, right? Mhm. That's not to say I'm humble. That's not to say you're humble, right? Mm-mm. That's to say we need to be humble. That's that's our goal. That's what we strive to be, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to get to that point, right? How are we going to uh, get to the point where we don't care what people think or say, right? Because I was, I was having this discussion with my grandfather just yesterday. He was saying, oh, there's pastors that don't give their offerings. There's pastors that don't tithe. There's pastors that do this, 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 do that. And I'm like, I just looked at him like, are you there because of the pastor or are you there to serve God? Yeah. Because once you take yeah. away your your sight of the person that's ahead of the congregation or whatever the person, whoever the person may be, right? If you're going to look at someone's defects, you're going to find them very easily. Easily, yeah. But if you're there with tunnel vision, if you're there not focused on what this person said or what this person is doing, if you're just there concentrating on yourself, trying to better yourself, trying to humble yourself, trying mm-hmm. to be a better person, then you're not going to care what so-and-so is doing, right? Right. So a lot of those, uh, the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems in church is 
that we all become more focused on what the pastor is doing or the leader or this yeah. person or the other person is doing it's like right? we're so man it's 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 crazy how like <clears throat> like we're so quick to just judge criticize right away right like that's like our biggest focus like we want to find flaws in people um and especially maybe the ones that are like doing the work for the lord right mm. those that are participating in church right we just want to see like oh where they mess up here or where they mess up there hey brother you did this you said this like it amazes me because then it's, it's it's just when people point the finger like don't they notice that there's three fingers that are pointing back at you kind of thing or what are you doing mm-hmm. right are, are you doing something yourself or like if 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 you put that much energy into criticizing or critiquing or or looking at another person like i hope like you're doing putting that same energy into yourself as well yeah and this is not like to throw my grandfather in the bus right but he's like old school he's 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 older he's 85 right so he has his way of thinking and he's like kind of set in his ways but i was like trying to talk to him like but with through through scriptures right right so and it was it kind of got like uh it got a little heated because i was just like trying to talk to him not like as his grandson Mm. but as a as, as a man as a man as a servant of god right? right so he was just like he said something to me that like really bothered me right because uh we were talking about egos and prideful people right his ego spoke in this moment where he said who are you to teach me right oh man and when yeah. he said that i kind of just looked at him I'm like man we got a lot a long way to go as christians as sons and daughters of god we have such a long way because how many people like him think the exact same way, right? How many people that are in church saying, well, who is the pastor to teach me? Or who is the, the master, the, the maestro to teach me? Who is so-and-so to teach yeah. me, right? Especially, too, when, when you give the fact that when your grandfather looks at you, like he looks at you as like, I've seen you as a baby kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, uh, you've only grown this many years. Like, you don't have no idea what I've been through or what I've lived through or what I know kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. so who are you? Someone so much younger is kind of teach me something kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I, like, it was it kind of, it sucked hearing, hearing him say that because it's yeah. like, basically, he was just saying that he knows more about the Bible than I do, right? And I'm not saying I know more than he does, right? But my understanding of the Bible has changed from when I was, like, two or three years ago even, right? And I think too, like, you know, maybe he does, right? But that's not the point, though. Like, it's yeah. it's just to have that conversation, and and I think learn from one another, right? Just having just like just having Bible talk is, I think, is a big success right there, yeah. right? Especially doing it with your grandfather too. Like, shout out to your grandfather, man, and just having that conversation where, like, again, man, this is where two minds are better than one, kind of thing, right? what what your perspective is on the word versus his right whereas his life experiences kind of change maybe his perspective on how he kind of views the bible or learn about the bible and then your experiences how it changes whatever the case may be right yeah because at the end of the day we all hope and pray for that the holy spirit guides us ministers us and teaches us what the meaning of the word is right or how much he allows us to learn from it right but yeah that's that's a tough thing man where like you're not coming there just to you know no like listen to me listen to me. like this is what it, this is what it is this is what it is it's just like having just at least a conversation where both of you can be enlightened to like oh that's a different perspective i've never thought of or ah oh, kind mm-hmm. of thing right yeah because he was just talking he was just saying i'm not gonna say what he was saying right 
but uh, he was saying something that was not biblically sound, right? Mm-hmm. So when he was talking, I kind of had to rebuke him and oh, just wow. be like, hey, what you're saying is not the way you should be talking. It's not the way you should be acting, right? Because as Christians, we're not allowed, we're not allowed to boast about whatever we've done or whatever we've been doing, right? As Christians, you lose whatever blessing you have when you start talking about what you've done for the right. body of Christ, right? Oh, what yeah. you've done, the only one that should be able to exalt whatever you've been doing is God himself, Amen. Yeah. right? Because if you start saying, I did this, I did that, I gave this, I gave that, you lose all that. Yeah. Because you're not, you're no longer doing it for, for God. You're doing it for your own self-righteousness, yeah. right? So I gave him a verse. I don't know if I still have it on my phone, right? But I gave him a verse of what Jesus was saying, right? Uh, it's in, it's in Spanish, so if if you don't understand Spanish, I apologize, right? But it's in, in Mateo 6, 16. Matthew 6, where 16. Okay, yeah. there you go. It said, um, actually, I'll, I'll find it in English. Um, no, hombre, dilo en español, está bien, güey. Okay. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> My Mexican came out. <laughs> Orale. <laughs> <laughs> it says, cuando ayunes, ayunes, no seáis austeros como los hipócritas. Porque ellos demudan sus rostros para mostrar a los hombres que ayunan. De cierto os digo que ya tienen su recompensa. Mm. So a translation in English is, don't make your face like you're fasting. That way everybody else knows you're fasting. Because you're going to lose that fast. You're going to lose whatever you do. And that same logic can be applied to if you helped someone. If you've done this. If you've done that. You cannot be boasting about what you've done in the body of Christ because you're no longer doing it for for Christ's glory. You're doing it for your own glory, yeah. right? The moment you start, like, my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see, like, celebrities that are, like, that are, like, building a school. Let's say that, right? And they have cameras there, people filming them so, they, so people can see the good deeds they're doing. Mm. It's like you're no longer doing it because it's a good deed you're doing it so everybody else can see oh look how good look how good of a person lebron is because you built a, a school yeah, in wherever school. right uh-huh. so it's like man like why can't you do that in secret yeah, yeah. why can't you like do what's, it? what's the intention of drawing like uh, publicity or trying to get that um on tv or whatever then like what's the intention there what's the purpose behind it is it to give you yourself yeah that kind of glory or is it to I guess spread awareness of um, I don't know whatever your objective is, and then and just not to attack like those people because I guess if you want to like defend them, they're not Christian, mm. so they don't know any better, right? But as Christians, how many Christians do you see people just boasting about? Oh well, I gave these people for half a million dollars, or or we fed uh, the children in Africa, or we did this and we did that, right? <laughs> or somebody's up on the preacher on the altar, I mean like. Brothers, I've been fasting for eighty days. Oh, you know, and like, I don't know if that's ever happened, but I've I've seen I've seen people just boasting about stuff like that, and it's just like oh, man. <laughs> I've seen like I've seen people that are like, oh, I give my tithes, I give my offerings. It's like great, that's great that you're doing that, but you're losing that that blessing because you're boasting about it. <laughs> Do you want an award? <laughs> yeah, it's like come on, man. Do you want like, a round of applause? <laughs> oh, I I gave my offerings. How come other people aren't giving their offerings? That's not your problem. Yeah, that's not your problem, man. At the end of the day, that's not your problem. That you should not be focused. You don't know other people's circumstances, yeah. first of all, right? And second of all, it's like it's not your business. Yeah, it's not your business. You don't you gotta be nosy. Don't gotta be cheese. Most of them have to be metiche. Just like 
right just like how we were saying at the beginning like we're so quick to judge and criticize just mm. it, it's how how can we be self-aware enough to recognize and just catch ourselves just to stop and just be like you know what i don't know it's not in my control it's in the hands of the lord let me just continue to pray for this brother or sister exactly so like how are we going to better ourselves how are we going to be the person that we weren't yesterday right right how are we going to continue to move forward as christians and be better christians right because mm-hmm. he was like oh no one can fulfill the law no one can be a true christian i'm like that's true but we are trying that's just because we're not going to get there doesn't mean we shouldn't try yeah yeah and if we get into that mindset of i'm never i'm never going to be able to reach that then you're never going to try. You're just going to be stagnant in how how you are. Yeah. You're never going to grow spiritually. Let's like, like let's drop a sports analogy into this, man. Mm-hmm. Like most people think, and I'm pretty sure you and I believe that MJ is the goat, right? Yeah. So he has set the bar of what greatness is yep. in basketball terms. So right now, LeBron James, what is he trying to do? He's trying to either meet or surpass the standard, the bar that's set from MJ, right? So again, yeah. maybe he might not reach it, and maybe not. Might he's not going to reach it. He's my brother. Hughie <laughs> says he's not going to reach it. Okay, <laughs> maybe might never. But he, he, that's that's a standard, right? That's what he's trying to reach to, right? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't or not, that's not the point. But that's that's the, the goal that he has, right? Just as Jesus, right? He sets the bar. He's the example. Mm. That's why we're called Christians. That's why we're called Christ followers because that's what we're striving to be, who we're striving to be, right? Even though we don't reach it, that's okay because we understand we are 100% human, right? Mm. But Jesus, he's 100% human, but also most importantly, he's 100% God. So, of course, perfection is obtained and is objective and is reached by him. Exactly. We can't reach there. Preach. But we can strive to get there. We can strive to reach there. Whatever means necessary. Exactly. So we have we have the template of how we're supposed to be. Yes, sir. How we're supposed to act. Yes, sir. Now, a lot of people are, are okay with being how they are. That's not what God wants from us. That's not what oh, Jesus man. wants from yeah. us. Right? Jesus wants better from us. Jesus yeah. wants us to grow spiritually, to grow in understanding like my grandfather was saying, uh, we're never going to fully understand the Bible. Yes, you're right. We never fully understand it. But that does not mean we should just be like, okay, with not understanding it. Yeah. We need to be in this process of slowly understanding it. We don't want to stay babies, spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. our whole lives. Yeah. We want to grow. We want to evolve from formula to milk from milk to solids from solids to meats from meats to vegetables from everything yeah there on right exactly that's just saying like in like the example you gave right there when it comes to life itself right like as us adults like we weren't gonna just stay playing with toys or video games or eating uh, mashed food right (laughs) we have to grow we have to adapt when we become older and that's the expectation as well when you become a grown-up when you become more mature yeah you don't you're not you you don't want to be uh sucking on the teeth of your mother for your whole (laughs) life nope it's true you you don't want to be like in baby formula the whole your whole life yeah you can't eventually want to have a nice steak yeah. with potatoes can't be holding your mom and dad's hand forever right exactly sometimes you you got to learn right yeah. and unfortunately sometimes it's hard right you got to learn the hard way too but the important thing is is always that you're learning from it yeah not to say the same person right you don't want to put your finger in between the cracks and 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 then it hurts and then 
you do it again yeah. and you do it again then you do it again then you become a masochist right you enjoy the pain mm. that's not what god wants from us right he wants us to learn and to move on and to learn from that right yeah. not just to keep doing Stay the same stagnant. thing yeah. over and over again right i saw um, i think i saw a video where someone was saying um as christians uh we we are gonna we are gonna sin right and it's okay because we're forgiven by grace right but the key in that is not to sin on purpose or to sin again the same sin if i can say that exactly yeah. you need to learn from whatever mistake you made right right you need to learn from that sin that you you created or you made and not do it again yeah because then if you're doing it again then you're doing it on purpose yeah right so i, I always spoke to a um, a muslim guy and he he was a a, a smoker a cigarette smoker mm. and i was like hey man you should as a muslim you shouldn't be doing that he's like oh i'm not a perfect muslim well, if we use that logic that I'm not a perfect Christian, that doesn't mean that I can go out and sin on purpose. Yeah. Because I'm not a perfect Christian. Yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect Muslim or a perfect Christian, but we strive to be, right? But if you're going to do the same thing over and over again, then how are you going to better yourself or protect yourself um, or perfect yourself, I should say, sorry. Sometimes we love to use excuses, right? Oh, we love excuses. And excuses are like buttholes, right? Everybody has one. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard of that one before oh i hear that one all the time my manager at work says it all the time really yeah but it's true is your manager white yeah he is <laughs> but he doesn't use buttholes he uses the other word oh yeah oh my Lord. yeah so uh we wow. we need to be careful mm -hmm. right because once we start using that as an excuse then we then we we, we convince ourselves that what we're doing is okay Hmm. right and the moment you start convincing you can very easily convince yourself of anything and then you're like well i'm not doing anything wrong right right so the moment you get to that point it's like it becomes very dangerous because you're no longer you're no longer doing it because you just want to do it you're doing it because you convince yourself you're doing it hmm. and it's good and it's okay because you're forgiven by grace yeah. right and that's not how jesus showed us yeah Right, I brought up last time the the story of of the prostitute who's being who's being stoned to death. Mm -hmm. What did he say to her? Go, your your sins have been forgiven. Yeah. But if you go to, I think it's verse thirty eight. He says, "Go and sin no, no more. more." Yeah, you've been forgiven and sin no more. Right. So people were like, "Oh well, Jesus forgives all sins." Yes, he does. Yep. That Amen. does not Amen. mean he wants you to continue and on repeat, that path. Yeah. He wants you to stop doing it. Yeah, because, and again, right, uh, as we've brought up before and we'll probably continue to bring this up again, right, we are called to be the light of the world, the light and salt of the world, right? Exactly. If you're going to be repeating the same things as you've done before, how are you any different? You're not any different. You're the same as the world. Yeah. And instead of being that light, instead of being that change in the world, we're letting the world influence us, mm. which is what we're seeing a lot in these mega churches, right? I was watching this video of, um, uh, I don't want to, should I say his name? I'm going to say his name. Mike Todd. Have you heard of him? Is he the, he's the pastor. He's a pastor at Transformation Church. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's in LA. Uh, but I saw one of his, I was watching one of his preachings and he was like, I don't know why God uh, only made two sexes. 
I don't know. If I was there, this is what he's saying. If I was there, I would have done it differently. But God did it like that. What? And in my head, I'm like, bro, do you hear what you're saying? What do you mean God did it different? I would have done it differently. He was basically saying God made a mistake. And he was implying that he would make more. He would do it better. Lord have mercy. And then he's like, if you if you are trans, you are welcome here. Our church is called Transformation. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and then I was just like, yes, these people are welcome, but they cannot continue. We cannot allow them to continue. Yeah. And I'm not saying we cannot allow them, like trying to stop them, right? But the whole point of, being, of going to church, the whole point of congregating is to change mm -hmm. yourself, to go away from sin. Yeah. And if you, as a as a pastor, if you, as a church, are just allowing people to do whatever they want, then you're in the wrong church, bro. Yeah. Straight up. You're in the wrong place. Because they're not teaching you the truth. They're not hitting you in the grain where, where it really yeah. it hurts. They're just allowing you to do anything because they want people there. Yeah. They don't want that controversy. They don't want the backlash. They don't want the, the cancel culture movements yeah. hating them right they just want to have them massive congregations where the money's flowing kind of a thing if i can say that i don't know if you've seen like lately in our in our neighborhood in our city right a lot of these churches now and their billboards they're putting everyone welcome here what are they saying there what do you think yeah like i would i would want that church like would say everyone welcome but if we're going off of what we've just been talking right now meaning that yeah the LGBTQ is welcomed as well, you know, mm -hmm. which again, um, if one day, if at church, if I were to, if we were to see that, right, you know, we do have to accept, right? We, we have to love everyone, but the sin we cannot, right? But yeah, in time, like the truth has to be revealed, right? We're, yeah. we're being wrong and kind of a thing. You can't just be like, hey, yeah, you're welcome here. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, or no. continue to live the way that you are. You right? can't. Because like, it, it, like if, let's just say that that church, Transformation Church, right? Like if, if the LGBTQ are going there, you know, hopefully for the right reasons and whatever God's will is, right? But what's going to happen to the moment where they accept Christ or, or even after that, what happens to the moment when they get baptized? Mm. Because when you're baptized, you become a new person creature or a new being once again right but at that point right you would you would assume like okay this is what's supposed to be done right you cannot continue to be the way you are if you're going to become baptized yeah i feel like if you're gonna if you have that that realization of baptism you should know what the way you're living is wrong mm-hmm Unless you're in one of those super uh, liberal churches where you can be like that, if you if you're being if your pastor, if your leader in your church is a true man of God, they won't allow that. Mm. They won't allow you to get baptized for that reason. I remember my dad got in trouble. Well, they didn't get in trouble, but um, some ladies started congregating at our church, and uh, she wanted to get married. But she had been separated from her actual husband. And she asked my dad if she could marry him. And my dad said, I can't marry you because you're technically still married. 
your husband is so and so. And she got so upset, she she just left. She stopped going, congregating, because my dad yeah. gave her the rules. Yeah, the truth about it, yeah. So, it, situation. If, yeah. as a pastor, right, we always talk about the the characteristics of a pastor. A pastor is understanding. A pastor is, is known to understand the situations, right? But a pastor will also have to lay down the law when they have to. Yeah. Right, and if you're so easily manipulated, then you you probably shouldn't be a pastor, yeah. right? Because there's rules, and most most churches have their own rules, right? But for the most part, I think the churches are biblically fundamental rules, mm-hmm. right? Women can't dress a certain way, men can't dress a certain way. Uh, you can't be a homosexual. You can't be in this movement. You can't be trans. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right. Those are basic Christian rules yeah. that we should all follow, right? Yeah, there's churches that have like different rules with certain things, like men and women on one side, and you women know, wearing head coverings. Have head coverings. Women used to wear skirts, blast their elbow, uh, past their uh, ankles. Men have to be clean shaven, well dressed. Those are just like different rules, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are their own rules yeah. that they're making, right? But there's, those aren't biblically sound rules, right? Mm-hmm. So. When it comes to that, that kind of th- you need to use a discernment to understand if this is a God rule or this is a man-made rule, right? Because when it comes to the whole LGBTQ movement, that is a God-made rule. Right. It says in the Bible that man, the man who who fornicates, who's an adulteress, who lays with other men, who who does this, who does that, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's not. Man saying that that's God saying that right. that's a God law. Yeah, that is biblically written in there. Yeah, so you're not going to lose your salvation if you preach and you are not clean shaven. You're not going to lose your salvation if you are preaching without a tie, right? Because right? you have certain churches that will give you those rules, right? Or if you wear makeup, or if you paint your hair, or if you do your nails, if you cut your hair super short, or yeah. if you wear pants, or whatever the case may be, right? right? Those aren't things that are going to make you lose your salvation. Things that are going to make you lose your salvation is if you're living in fornication, if you're adulterous, if you're a homosexual, if you steal, if you kill, if you do all these things without repenting, you will lose your salvation. Right, and and, and that's the thing where the word becomes um, our sword and our and our and our foundation in the sense that there are certain verses when it comes to these rules where it's very black and white. It's mm. clear as it can be, right? And and that maybe that's where some of these rules that these churches have, where it becomes up to interpretation, right? With the whole clean shaven, well dressed, mm-hmm. or dressed down to the ankles, or whatever the case may be, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, it's pretty, pretty, pretty clear on what is the right thing, what the wrong thing is to do, which it should be, because again, right, when this world of today, like there's just so much confusion that's going wrong, right? People don't really know what's the right or wrong anymore, but mm. glory be to God that we still have a word that still strikes it down where we know what is right and wrong, where we're not confused in the word, where it's not to be said to be confusing, right? Jesus never was here on earth to make things confusing. He sat down and he came to preach to the people to make things clear, mm-hmm. right? And like we were talking about like meat, right? We were talking about food earlier. There's a lot of congregations that don't eat pork, right? And why is that? They take down the the Jewish law, right? Mm -hmm. The law that was before, right? But you see there's a a change in the New Testament, right? There's a change in 
in what we can eat, what we can eat, right? God himself said, don't call anything that's inhumane or how do you, how did he say it? Um, Cause uh, Peter had a vision, right? Peter had okay. a vision and he saw, he saw pigs, he saw crocodiles, he saw all these things. And he said, Lord, nothing inhumane has ever come into my mouth. Right. And, and, and Jesus, and God said to him, don't call anything, anything I sanctify inhumane. Whatever I sanctify is holy and you can eat, right? A lot of people will say, well, the interpretation is God didn't want separation within the church. Yes, that's true. But the interpretation is if we pray before we eat, whatever we're eating is sanctified, hmm. right? Whether it be pork or not pork, right? Right. If But there's a lot of churches still that don't eat pork because they say, well, in the law, I said, no, don't eat pork because yeah, whatever. Because of tradition or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So a lot of people like to make the word of God like a, a, a restaurant menu, right? They want to pick and choose what they want. Mm-hmm. And what they don't want, they're not going to take it, right? But you have to take use both. Use the Bible where it kind of like benefits them and then don't mm-hmm. use it when it doesn't benefit them. Exactly. So... Just because you're not eating pork doesn't mean you, you don't have whatever else is wrong with you, yeah. right? Like, the, like I love saying that to to my Muslim friends, right? Because they they won't eat pork. Yeah, but whatever comes out of their mouth is is vulgar. <laughs> whatever they're smoking is is bad for them. I'm like, don't you see the contradiction with the yeah, way you're hypocrisy living? Hypocrisy with that, right? Yeah, like you don't eat pork because you say it's a dirty animal. Yeah, you're smoking cigarettes, which sp- is literally killing you. Yeah, and you're speaking dirty too. Like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> or like, I've I've known Muslims who, who refuse to eat pork, but I've seen them drinking alcohol. I've seen them smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana, sm- talking or, very vulgar. Yeah, I'm just like, or going to parties or clubbing it up or whatever the case may be. Huh? I'm like, bro, you're you're making a mockery of your own religion because it doesn't make any sense. You know, I have um one of my boys from um, since junior high who I still uh, shout out to him. Um, he's a Muslim, but he's not a practicing Muslim. But for a while, like he at least would say no to pork kind of thing, right? Sure, why not? But it came to a point, um, especially during the, I guess, the extremists of Islam or Muslims, I should say, um, where terrorist attacks and all that was happening. So that whole media and propaganda was coming to the Western side of the world. So he would, like one day he would talk to me and say like, man, like, there are there are Muslims that are killing people in the name of Allah, and I can't eat pork. How does that make sense, kind of thing? And when he said that like that, like I, I started laughing, but like, um, not not in in the sense of that, but just like the hypocrisy of it. Like, hey, yo, how does that make sense, man? That people are killing people in the name of yeah, Allah and their in their religion, right? But then, in the sense that like, wait, why why can't I eat pork now? But like, what is worse here at this point, right? It's just like. And we don't, us as Christians don't want to fall, fall down or get into that same mindset, mm. right? Oh, maybe just because I don't drink alcohol doesn't mean I'm not foul mouth. Or just because I don't do this doesn't mean you're not doing that. Right. Right. We don't want to go down that same road as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Keep it true to yourself and keep it clean. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be foul mouth and then trying to preach the word of God to someone. Because they're going to see that and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, uh, uh, do you follow boxing? 
A little bit, yeah. So last weekend, uh, there was a, a fight, Javante uh, uh, Davis versus uh, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, yeah. And Tank Davis said something which was powerful. And people don't, a lot of people don't realize it. He's like, Ryan Garcia says he's Christian, yet I always see him at the clubs drinking and he swears and he does this and he does that. Yeah, he's always Ooh. proclaiming the name of, of God, Jesus. Really? And I, I was watching and I'm like, he's not wrong. Yeah, good for him for calling him out. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's telling the truth. Yeah, he's calling him out, calling him out nicely like you that. You can't say you're Christian and you're doing and you're living a worldly life. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like there's no shade to Ryan Garcia cuz he came out um he came out to his boxing match with uh that one Hillsong song, the one that blew up like several years ago. Um Oh, uh, Oceans. Oceans. Right. I always forget that name. Oh, he came out to that song? He came out to that song. No way. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, that's great. You know, he's he's he's, he's bringing light to the name of yeah, Jesus yeah. and blah, 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 right? Right, right, right. Which is true. He's and showing the God, world, right? Yeah, glory to God. But what does his testimony say? Right. Your testimony will always speak louder than your words. Yeah. If you are... If you are doing living a life that even other people deem a not Christian, then what you're doing is for nothing. Yeah. Because it's like you're you're bringing it up up here, and but then as soon as your testimony starts saying other words, it's like it comes down. It's like a teeter totter. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of because going back to boxing as well, Tyson Fury. Like I've noticed, like every time he Mm. has a boxing match and he wins, like when they have that uh, interview, like right after the match, like what does he always say? Like first of all, I want to give all honor and glory to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and like which is you know glory to God. It's amazing, but (laughs) at the same time, this guy's cussing out, this guy is drinking or whatever. (laughs) Has a huge beer gut. Like (laughs) what is still partying up? It's just like. It's it's great on one thing, but then on the other side, like man, like like what's the message that you're trying to show the world here? Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not showing the world at all that we are different, that we are the light or the salt of the world. We're just just like the world. It's just the Christian. It's just a title at this point, right? What kind of um, you know reverence that we're showing to our God? What kind of respect are we showing to our tr- one true God? What kind of respect are we showing to the Bible? Right? We're kidding ourselves. That's what we're doing. We're kidding ourselves. Right. And it, and it makes it, like, I, I'm not surprised why the world laughs, mm. like, at the Christian faith or us Christians, because, like, all this hypocrisy that goes around, huh? A lot. Right? And it's unfortunate, right? Because <laughs> you got so many people that are proclaiming, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, but they're not living that Christian life. Yeah. And it's on us, like, to say, to tell people, like, my father-in-law was preaching about this on Sunday, too, right? Where... As Christian, what what are we gonna do if we see someone sinning? Mm-hmm. Right? Are we just gonna just pretend like we're not seeing anything or or not say anything? Us as Christians, we have the responsibility to be like, "Hey, bro, you're going down the wrong path." Yeah. To keep each other accountable. Exactly. That's the yeah. that's the key word right there. Accountability. Right. We need to be keep everybody else accountable and keep ourselves accountable for what we're saying, for what we're doing. The way we're acting, right? As Christians, we we were talking about this the other day. We need to be the same people we are in church than we need to be at 
work yeah that we need to be at the gym that we need to be at the theaters that we need that we are wherever wherever we are right. we need to be the exact same people not because we're in church we'll raise up our hands we'll say hallelujah amen and then yeah. as soon as we're outside and you stub your toe you're like ah oh, what the f yeah right that's not what god wants from mm-hmm. us so it's 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 an interesting uh uh conversation to have with people right because sometimes like we're, it goes back down to the same thing, pride and not having humility. Yeah. If you are a prideful person, you won't recognize that. Yeah, you won't see the hypocrisy within yourself, right? And that, and that, that's something where it becomes truly embarrassing, but you deserve it, right? In that sense that you said about Ryan Garcia, right? Like, if it wasn't for Tank, right? How would he been been accountable or how he would have known, right? So shout out to him for, yeah, calling him out on that, that you say you're Christian, but then you're cussing, you're going to parties and clubs. Like, how does that make sense? Doesn't make any sense. And this is, and I don't know if Tank is religious at all, but like this is, as of right now, he's probably a non-religious person and that's taking a person from the world to call you out. Mm. Mm. That's the worst. That's the worst. That's That tells you, so, that's a slap Honey. in the face right there, man. <laughs> man. That's a huge slap in the face. Yeah. If that was me, I don't even know how to react to that. Right, right, right. And I, and he hasn't responded to that. But, you know. Yeah, and I wonder if he will or not. But, again, it comes down to are you going to respond with your words or do you recognize that your words mean nothing and you're going to respond with action in secrecy? And change. And change. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope course, so. Man, yeah. But at the end of the day, only he knows his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Only he knows... Um, What's that word that we're supposed to use? Um, Reverence? No. Like it's say it's, it's like humbling you, but it's another word that God, that God. Humility. No. I can't think of it right now. I hope it comes to me because it's a it's a very specific word that that the Bible uses to help us uh, understand when we need to change right um it's not coming to me i lost it for our listeners out there type in the comment section if we ever do have a comment section where you can place what the word is (laughs) like subscribe hit the ring notification bell every time we upload Um, for those who are listening, I don't know if you can hear the difference, but we are using a different setup now. Oh, true. And uh, hopefully the sound is coming out from both sides. Yes. I guess we'll find out shortly enough. Yeah. Let us know how we did on our last podcast, the long one. Oh, oh, I got some feedback. Oh, yeah? Yeah, somebody said it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who you are, so shout out to you from uh, from the six. Shout out to the person from the six who said it was too long. <laughs> if you want me to say your name, let me know and I'll say your name. But as of right now, I'll keep it nameless for now. I won't name drop. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like the conversation led us down, down that, that path. Like, I, 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 I knew when I saw it, it was three hours long. I'm like, that's pretty long. <laughs> yeah. But there are some people that like that long. Yeah, for sure, man. There are some people that don't. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Like, you can't really control... You can't control the uncontrollables, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think what we're doing is like we let the conversation flow, right? Mm-hmm. And when we know when there's an end, there's an end. And if it keeps going, then it keeps going, right? Yeah, it's just like yesterday when I was when we were over at Sam's house, 
it was like 9 30 i'm like to my wife let's go it's, it's getting late and it was almost 10 30 we were still there <laughs> oh no way <laughs> the conversation was going it's just like that's know, crazy <laughs> i remember i used to criticize my parents because they, they'd be like all right well, we're leaving now and it'd be like an hour later they were still there it's just like yeah we've slowly slowly <laughs> you're slowly, now the same thing the same thing <laughs> i want to ask you though this is a off topic how do you feel about the raptors flying nick nurse I think we, I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of yes and I'm kind of no because then I wonder if, um, yeah, it's, okay, let me break this down. From a coaching perspective, yeah, like uh, Nick Nurse, from what we've seen so far, it seems like his rotations to me suck. Like he's yeah. just used like the same five guys or same six guys. He keeps it very tight, the rotation, which, I don't think as a coach is really good because you need to somehow use the depth of your team, use your bench, like bring these guys up, give them confidence and ability. So when our stars need a break and timeout and just a rest, they can get it and deserve it. And they can have the confidence that the guys on the bench are able to step up and come and put on a show kind of thing. Right. But on the other hand, and this is not an excuse for Nick Nurse, but apparently I guess there's a lot of egos and whatnot on the Raptors mm. where there's a lot of uh, bumping heads or what the case may be. But, hey, that's basketball. What do you expect? As a coach, it's his job to manage that. Yeah, man. Put the, the egos in check. Put the the pride in check. Right. Like, the the head coach is like the equivalent of a pastor in a church, right? Yeah. Their yeah. job is to control the situation, right? Yeah. So, as, as a head coach, like me personally, I was happy when they fired him mm-hmm. because uh he had i think he reached his his ceiling yeah with head coaching we haven't seen any improvement or anything like that we haven't seen any different like sure the the defensive schemes and all that is nice and all but like where are we at man and the 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 um, the development of the young guys it's like it it stopped very lackluster yeah our bench was horrible Mm -hmm. and like i've been saying from the beginning we need to get rid of pascal well i was gonna say too like man like i like i don't mind the opportunities we're giving to pascal but man nick nurse man like recognize when this guy is not the guy not the guy right he's the man's bro what did i say last time spicy p more like sloppy p man. sloppy p you know it's he just didn't, he didn't trust the what the process <laughs> <laughs> took me a second <laughs> right Sorry. and I, was, huh? I know this is uh, this goes back to the last conversation we have. How do you feel about the weather? Right now? Yeah. I'm I'm about it. Yeah, I know you are. Why? Because <laughs> last time you went on your little rant about how warm it was, and then it ended up getting pretty cold. Yeah, man. This is this is how spring should be. <laughs> this is how Canadian spring should be. From the range of like negative one to like 16 degrees, right? Yeah. Cold in the morning, a little bit warm in the afternoon, right? And let it rain, man. It's the month of rain. What is it? Uh, April showers brings May flowers. There you go. That's what I want. But you know what sucks too, man? It's just I, I'm, I'm a little sad that April's coming to an end because it just makes this this time go faster and faster because then May happens and all of a sudden, you know, it's just hot, humid weather. And then now we're all like, oh, man, we want winter. We want cold weather. And then summer's over and then back to winter again. But anyways. Summer, <laughs> summer is really short here, though. Yeah, it sucks, man. It's like cold, like what, eight months out of the year? Yeah, it sucks. But <laughs> it sucks, man. <laughs> I, I guess this is the trade-off that we get for living in a nice, beautiful, free country, right? Is it is free, though. Uh, yeah, that's another topic. 
is it free? What? What? How do you feel about the 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 Ontario government or the the Canadian government right now? Uh, down with the liberals. Let's go conservatives. What's his name? Pouliev, Pierre, Pierre Olivier, or something like that. Something like that. This man needs to be the next PM. Even if he does it, even if he does sucker or he doesn't do what he does, I'm just sick of liberals right now, man. Just we gotta switch it up. Yeah, like uh, how do you feel about that uh, that strike is, that's going on right now with? Uh, yeah, how much do you know about that? I don't know too much because I haven't looked in too much into it. But from what I've known, it's like uh, they're pretty pissed off at the government. And do you know why? I think I want to say it's because they're not getting paid well. Something like that. Oh. And what it all comes down to, eh? It's always about the money, man. <laughs> yeah, because like, show like me the, the money. Right? Because isn't like the GRT staff also on strike too? No, I don't think so. I did drive by uh, downtown Kitchener the, the other day and there was a protest going on and I don't know who or what they were protesting. But it, there, uh, a lot of stuff has been happening. And, yeah, because I was hearing that the GRT is going to go on strike because I, I think it's I, I think it's the bus um, drivers that are sick and tired of like the. Um, but they're not unionized, are they? I have no idea. I don't know. Much. I know they work through the. I'm surprised if they're not unionized because that'd be something that they wouldn't usually be unionized in. But yeah, they're just sick and tired of the treatment that they're receiving, the harassment they're receiving by the bus riders. But how is that? Does does that merit uh, a strike? I guess I don't know. I guess they want some like say like something to happen, right? Like okay. protect the drivers, kind of thing. Either like do what like Toronto does, like have the plexiglass so like nobody is able to spit on you or cuss on you or whatever the situation is. I don't know what's happening. That's what they do in Toronto. Uh, well, I've, I've never I've never taken the bus in Toronto. No, no. I've I've seen stuff like situations like that on either the TTC bus, streetcar, anything like that. That's why they all have like that plexiglass, like the protection thing to protect themselves too, right? Really? Yeah, because like imagine, right? If you're downtown, kind of thing, drunk people, right? That's high true. people, right? Um, courage food is in you. Like you're trying to trying to sneak onto the bus or what it is. Or courage food. Courage fluid. Sorry. Oh, oh, like alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah, so I assume something similar is happening here too, right? Yeah. Kitchener's gotten really weird. Like Kitchener, the city itself has has gone has is not the same as as it was like when we were growing up, right? Like um, the homeless situation here is pretty bad. Yeah, man. Like, and this is and this is probably like nothing compared to other other areas or other cities, but still, like it's it's big enough difference for us to notice. Well, from what I heard, is that Hamilton sent down all of their homeless here. That's why now Victoria Park is like filled with tents, and then by the by Victoria Street near um, the yeah, railway, the ghost, the ghost station, right? Yep. Yeah, the tent city there. Tent city there. Yeah, I had never seen that in the city in my life. Yeah, yeah, same. And like, I think there was homeless, but it was very, very scarce. You were born here, right? No. Where were you born? In El Capital de Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> He's Mexican, not Mexican, bro. That's it, man. Do you have a Mexican passport? No. Are you a Mexican citizen? No. I have my birth certificate in Mexico, but yeah, man, when I was in Mexico, um, 
I would say like how a Mexican kind of thing, but then the the guy the Mexican guys would tell me like if you have a Canadian passport, you're Canadian, you're no longer Mexican. Like, oh really? It hurts, yeah. Huh. But I wonder if there's a way that I can fight for dual citizenship because I would love to, man. There must be a way. Yeah. There must be. Of course, way. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> That's weird. I know, man. Like, uh, I think it's the same thing with Guatemala. You can't have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How does how does it work? I have no idea. Cause I wonder if my parents, if they're able to do that too. I know my parents don't. Uh, my parents have. Dual. Yeah. Does your parents like for a Salvador? They have both. They have an. Um, they don't have a passport, but they do have like this thing called el, el Dewey. So it's yeah. like your. Uh, Say that again. El Dewey. El Dewey. It's like uh, <laughs> your. I like that. Uh, what is it? Your um, identification. Oh. But I don't know if it's dual citizenship. I don't know how that works, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I, I do want to get my, my dual. Like, I want to have, I want to be Canadian slash Salvadoreño. I would love that. But. Yo, you know, that'd be crazy, though, because since isn't Salvador, like, part of America now? Yes and no. They have American currency, but they're technically not a part of America. Oh, yet. so it's not like Puerto Rico kind of thing. No, it's not, it's not like Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico is an official state, though, I yeah, think. Yeah. Right? I think so. Someone think. fact check us. Yeah, because I know they use the currency as well. And, and yeah, there is a lot of Puerto Ricans who live in America as well, so I wouldn't be surprised. How do you feel, how do you feel about um, um, Saudi Arabia not accepting American currency anymore for the oil? Oh, yeah. Like the whole BRICS thing? Yeah. What are they accepting? Saudi money? Saudi money. So, like, now in the the American dollar is probably going to crash because, like, all these nations are now lo- no longer saying they they want payment in American. They want it in uh, another currency. Jeez. Yeah. The world's getting crazy, bro. Amer- like, uh, Russia and China are... Or have their partnership now and yeah with bricks right yeah it's uh, brazil uh russia russia china I? china what's i india india and then s saudi arabia saudi arabia is saudi arabia yeah mm-hmm. oh south africa is it south africa yeah south africa i know saudi arabia is in there though they're yeah. with them okay which is crazy because Saudi Arabia has always been like, uh, has always had a strong partnership with the United States. Yeah. So, and I don't blame them. Like at the same time, because uh, America is the one that gave them the 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 idea of like getting the oil out of their land. Mm-hmm. The problem is that America wanted to own it afterwards. For sure. Yeah. So that. Mm, America has always tried to go in somewhere to say they're going to liberate them, but then they ended up just like controlling them, which is what these nations, their biggest flaws. I saw a conspiracy theory the other day. I was about to say. <laughs> with Ukraine. With Ukraine? Yeah, apparently because America sending them billions and billions and billions of dollars for the war, they're saying all they're doing is basically trying to take over Ukraine and eventually take their oil. Does Ukraine have a lot of oil? Apparently Ukraine has some oil. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Which is man. the most America thing to do. Right? Like, look what happened to uh, Syria, Iraq kind of thing. Why do you think they were trying to get into Venezuela? Yeah. Their oil. And the president was like, nah, you're not coming in here. 
then basically that's what happened with with Cuba, right? You know why America has uh, has always had um, tension with Cuba because Cuba was the um, how do you say it? The communists, aren't they? Yeah, they're communists, but um, Cuba was the connection oh, from Russia from right? Europe to all the Central American, all the South American countries. So you had to go. You always had to go through Cuba first. Oh, so all the transports and all that. So what what happened was, Spain was, Cuba was under Spain rule for a long time. Then Cuba liberated themselves from Spain, mm-hmm. and then America tried to come in and be like, hey. We're going to take over. And Cuba was like, no, no, no. This is not happening. We just got liberated from the Spaniards. We don't want to be under your rule. So then what happened was Fidel Castro technically never wanted to be a commune. But he was kind of forced into it because he had close relations with a guy named Che Guevara. Right? So he basically influenced uh, Fidel Castro and then that's how uh, Cuba eventually became a communist nation, right? right. That's when, uh, you know, you had uh, the missile, the Cuban Missile Crisis. You had um, America trying to uh, bomb Cuba and all this stuff that was going on because Cuba had close ties with Russia oh, yeah. or the Soviet Union, which what it, what it was back then. Um, that's why America has always had rough tension, like tension with Cuba. Mm-hmm. Because of that. So, and it's always, that's like, that's always been, um, I guess you can say America's MO, right? They've always gone into these places to quote-unquote liberate them. But really what they want is their natural resources or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Now, the problem is, now the problem America's having is that these nations are starting to come away from them. Yeah. Right? These nations don't want to do anything with them because I don't know if you saw recently Joe Biden said he's going to run for president again. No. Just like, you know, bring back Trump. (laughs) I don't endorse that, but I'm not against it either. (laughs) So, you know, like who else? Anyways, that's another topic as well. It's it's weird because me personally, I try not to get into the whole political uh, talk, Mm. right? Because the Bible says that the world is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. There's no, there's really no one that's going to come in and, and yeah. fix the situation. It is what it is, man. So it's like we kind of have to to learn to live with it, follow the rules as long as they don't go against biblical rules. If they do, then then, then we have a problem, right? Yeah. Which is the problem we're having in Canada, mm. right? Because Canada is very, very liberal, very liberal. Yeah, man. Down with the boy. Well, maybe I should be careful what I say. Eh? Yeah. They might take this podcast down because you're talking <laughs> against li- liberals, talking against Trudeau. The Mr. Trudeau. Mr. True Castro. Oh. Have you seen those uh, those conspiracy theories about uh, Trudeau being Castro's son? No, I have not, no. They're interesting. There's some similarities within with their face. Man, you've gone down like some kind of rabbit hole, eh? I've gone, to, I've gone down all the rabbit holes. <laughs> all of them. It's just... I don't say it, everybody because everybody's like, oh, this guy's a conspiracy theorist. But I'm not. It's just, I like, I like. Uh, it, it strikes your curiosity. Yes, eh? it does. Yeah. Like, like if you ask me, I don't, I personally don't believe that we went, we ever went to the moon. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't believe yeah. it. Wow. I don't believe it. I, I 100% believe that uh, America did it to bankrupt the Soviet. 
Oh, because of the whole war, uh, the race thing. There was right? a race to the moon, yeah. yeah. So that's how the, basically the Soviet ended because they got bankrupt because they couldn't afford to go to the moon. Whereas America was booming at the time, right? Mm. They could afford it. And, you know, there's a lot of like... Have you seen the the recent videos of these astronauts in space? Not really, no. There's like a bunch of failures, man. Like, like they'll be holding a ball and it'll be like floating and then out of nowhere it just like comes crashing down really yeah huh i don't know if they're faked or not but like they pique my interest yeah yeah it's just one of those again it it makes you think like man is this legit or not and especially if you go down those rabbit holes and they remember from those like whatever conspiracy videos you're just like man that's what they were saying that's what they were saying you know what's not a conspiracy theory uh that's 100 percent fact uh jesus is god no conspiracy and we're back and we're back (laughs) we digressed a little but we came back to the same thing yes sir which is the most important thing right like it's good down it's good to go down these rabbit holes but the most important rabbit hole that you can ever go down is the biblical biblical ones to understand to to deep dive into the word of god to under to try to understand what god is trying to tell us through his word Hmm. through his messengers right like i don't know if you are you one of those people... Do you believe that there's still um, profetas in our time? I don't know, man. It's like... Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how to react in those situations, especially if they come up to you and they say mm. stuff to you kind of a thing. Um, I always, like... Afterwards, uh, I just ask for God, like, confirmation kind of thing, right? Yep. Um, there are moments where people have yeah have spoken to me and then like whoa that does like you don't know me at all but like how <laughs> like how does that make sense you're saying that like that you do know me kind of thing so glory to god for that but yeah in those situations i just ask lord i don't know what's going on if this is you i ask for some sort of confirmation or something like that mm-hmm. what yeah. about you i do believe that there's still prophets um i think we just need to be careful on on what people are saying right uh, it goes back down to where they're singing their praises to or who they're singing their praises to, right? Mm-hmm. If someone is talking more about themselves than the word of God, then is that person really a, a servant of God? Right. Are they serving God or are they serving themselves, right? Um, yeah, are they giving the glory or is it vana gloria? Yeah. Like, I do believe there's pro- there's prophets, there's apostles, there's masters, there's... Uh, pastors, there's evangelists, true evangelists, right? I believe all those are still around. It's just we need to use discernment to understand if it's really God or for someone else, mm-hmm. for their own personal take on whatever they're trying to tell you, right? Like, like I don't know if you've ever had anybody prophesize to you, but I have had pro- people prophesize to me, and uh, a lot of the times they've been wrong, but there have been people that have been right. So it's just... You need to understand who is the one that's saying it to you. See, that's the thing I always wonder about too, right? Like, actually, never mind. Because again, that's it's those situations where it's not in my control. So, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done, right? No, say what were you gonna say? Um, yeah, it's one of those situations where, it, what kind of merit did this person have that if they say something, but then. It ends up not happening, but you assume 
that they are God-fearing people, that you assume that, you know, they're in the right place, like they've done their fasting, they've done their prayer, right? That they have all these good intentions, but, and, and assuming through the Holy Spirit, they're saying what they're saying to you, but when it doesn't end up happening, like, hand gestures again, but like, what, hmm. like what, what, what's going on? Like, what, what happened here kind of thing, right? Because yeah. we know for sure, 100% fact, that God is not a liar. No, he's not. Right? So... That's how that's how you'll know. Misinterpretation. It's like listen. Hand gestures again. If someone (laughs) (laughs) if someone prophesizes to you, I think you always have to look at the signs. Right? Um, what's a sign? Uh A prophecy will never be accurate in the sense of God told me that next Monday this is gonna happen to you. Do you see what I'm saying? Elaborate. God won't say next Monday this is gonna happen to you. Oh, like those God will say God will say something's gonna happen to you in the near future. Hmm. Whenever they start getting into specifics like that, it, hmm. I don't think it's from God. That's where you think it's not from God. Yeah, I, I don't think it's from God. See, it's it's those things that like, um, like how do you know or like does it say in the Bible or like what's again? <laughs> is it legitimate or not? Like how can I'll you decipher you- kind of thing? I'll give you this. Um, I don't know if it's a good example, right? But I'll give you this example. Uh, the prophet Samuel, right? When David did what he did, right? God revealed to him what he had done. He went up to David and he he gave him a, a, an analogy, right? I don't remember specifically the analogy he gave him, right? But he wasn't saying, you did this, you did that, right? He just insinuated it by his analogy, that he was giving David. And then he, he comes up to David and he said, what do you think should happen to this man? And David said, this man should be put to death. And then the mm-hmm. prophet responded, he said, that man is you. Woo. So uh, uh, the word of God will never actually give you direct specifics of what's going to happen to you. So if someone comes but up... But you know what's up. But you know what's going to happen. You need to be careful what's going to happen. Right. Right? So that, like I told you, a prophet will never come up to you and say, on Monday, you're, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. They'll say, in the near future, this is going to happen. God's telling you to be careful. You know, that's interesting because like, um, the times that I've remembered, like, yeah, when I've been prophesied, if I can say that, like there was details that was said that was not specific, but it was specific and enough for me to know what is being said, kind of mm-hmm. thing. For for everyone else is like, what the heck, what the heck. But of course they want to know. But me being in the situation, knowing right of of myself, kind of thing, it made clear sense to me. Like, oh wow, kind of thing. So maybe that's where it comes into hand, right? Because it doesn't have to be specific. Because if because it's already specific, because it's to you, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because that maybe that's specific enough for you to know, like, okay, yeah, this I need is to definitely be careful, speaking, right? yeah, this is definitely being spoken to me, especially with you know the person who's saying it to you. They don't know you at all. You don't know them, kind of thing. The 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 birth of Jesus was prophesied in Isaiah, I think, and it says the Messiah or the Christ will be born to a virgin. That's it. It doesn't say he will be born to a virgin and his name will be Jesus and he will do this and he will be from Nazareth. On and this day, on this time, at this... <laughs> no, that's not how it works. 
God gives us warnings. That's what a prophecy can be. It's a war. It could be a warning. It could be a, a um a calling. It could be whatever. But it won't be that specific on exactly what's gonna happen. Because if it is, me personally, I, I'm skeptical, right? Because I'm like, is this an actual prophecy from God, or is this this person just saying whatever they feel? Yeah. Right. Because we need too. we need to make we need to distinguish between feeling and what God is telling us. Right. And then from then on, then we can know, right? A, a prophet, like you said, God doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. If a pro- if someone prophesies to you and it become and it comes, then you know it was from God. Right. But if someone prophesies to you and it doesn't happen, then it wasn't God. You just have to wait and see what happens. See, it's it's those situations that like I wonder about, right? Because again, um, they seem like they they. Sp- they seem like a godly person, which they probably are. They like they do the prayer, they do their fasting, they know the words so well, right? The traits are there, right? They're in check, they're humble, their humility, right? They worship God, they they pray to God, and all this stuff. But I always wonder about that. That um, when the prophecy doesn't happen, like what's going on? Like why it didn't happen, right? If they genuinely feel like it was the Holy Spirit or God telling them to tell it to that person, mm-hmm. like what is that? <laughs> you know it's their own it's their own thinking it's their own way of interpreting things it's no longer god speaking through them it's them speaking through themselves right and as preachers as teachers or whatever we are we need to always ask god that it be him talking through us and not us talking Mm, for sure because his word is perfect yeah ours is not ours is flawed yeah Right. So the important thing is that we he always used us as a vessel to bring the good good the good news, the salvation, the the rebuke or whatever the case may be to those who are listening. Right. Because the word of God does come out beautiful, but sometimes it comes out stern. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes out strong. And it's on us to make sure we're saying it right. That God hey, whatever he's coming through through us is the truth not our own way of thinking right that's why when we were talking about earlier about churches that make up their own rules they'll say god is the one that's telling us this right sometimes it's not god sometimes it's just you yeah just your own interpretation because it's not thinking of it it's not the tie that's preaching yeah it's not because i have a beard no longer am i being truthful right Mm -hmm. it's on us on us to have that personal relationship with yeah. God to understand I'm doing his will if I'm doing his will then whatever comes out of my mouth will be true yeah comes with that spiritual maturity as well right because to each their own too right maybe somebody will will think that yeah for them right clean shaven is the right thing to do and you know glory to God for you right if that's what it's all personal choice yeah if that um, elevates your spirit or if that what's the term I'm looking for or if that um uh, edifies your spirit that's what it is mm. then you know glory to god brother whatever gets you there glory to god sister. i think that was the word i was looking for before edification edification hello hi um yeah and then and like yeah i guess the more mature you become spiritually the more like it kind of you set your ways what how how you do things how you view things kind of a thing right yeah so it's just like it's on us really it's on us to to edify ourselves it's on us to understand 
when it's coming from God and when it's not coming from God, right? You can have a dream and, and it can be one of those dreams that you're like, is that God talking to me? If it's God, it's going to come true. If it's not God, then, you know. But even sometimes the devil can prophesize to you and it can come true. The, the whole thing is for you to understand if it's for your edification or not, hmm. right? Nothing happens for no reason. Right. Everything happens for a reason. Right. I know it's such a cliche, right? But it's true. It's true, yeah. It is true. Man, we spoke so, about a lot today. Should we end it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. but, but you know, it's. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it com- comes down to the same thing, right? Jesus Christ. And for us to live that, you know, that life that he wants us to live. Amen. Not the life that we want to live. Because our life, living our life the way we want it, will take us down the bad road. Mm-hmm. Will take us down to the road where he doesn't want us. It'll be like um, the the prodigal son. He had everything. Right. He had, he had money. He had loving parents. He had everything, everything. that he could ever want. Yeah. But then what did he tell his father? He's like, give me half of my inheritance. I want to go out and do my own thing. Right. His father didn't say, don't do it. He's like, fine. You're a grown man. Yeah. Go. Go he went out. out he spent all his money. He he ended up in 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 the pit with the, the, the pigs. Yeah, lost everything. Lost everything. And that's when he remembered, in my father's house, I had this. In my father's house, I had my food. I had love. I had this. I had yeah. that. I'm going to go back. He came back to and pretend and even tell him, "I'll be your servant. I don't have to have the same lavish life I had before." Because he understood what he had before, but he had to go out in, into the world and experience what it was like to be without the Father. Mm-hmm. And what a message that is, right? When it comes to us Christians too, if we put that in ourselves as in our Christian lives, that you know we don't realize or recognize how good we have it. Until we walk away from it. Hmm. And then we put ourselves in a situation for no reason to experience or figure out or spend this or do this in the world. And then when we come back, we realize, like, what have I done? When we come back to the Father. My dad loves using this word. Sometimes somos terco. Tercos. Which means? Hard-headed. Prideful. Mm. And only God can can change us. Yeah, man. It's Brother. where those like life lessons come into play where as, as much as they suck, but they're our greatest teacher. Yep, it is. Brother, lead us in prayer. Amen. It. Padre Santo que está en los cielos, te doy muchas gracias, Señor, por un otro día de vida que nos ha dado. Te doy muchas gracias, Señor, por este privilegio, esta oportunidad que puedo tener con mi hermano aquí, que podemos hablar, predicar y meter en estos temas con esto podcast para tu gloria señor reconociendo señor que solamente tu nombre es sobre todo nombre señor que levantamos tu nombre para lo demás que puede escuchar que hay esperanza que hay nueva vida que hay gozo en su nombre padre te damos gracias por tu día de vida que nos da a nosotros señor que podemos estar aquí juntos en armonía Con el enfoque, con el propósito, Señor, para tener esto podcast, Señor, para ti y solamente para ti. Pido, Señor Dios mío, para yo y mi hermano, que podemos seguir adelante.
que no puede ayude, Señor Dios mío, que su Santo Espíritu nos ministre a nosotros, que podemos seguir haciendo esto para tu gloria, que podemos predicar, podemos hablar de ti, Señor, de tu grandeza, de tu amor, de tu misericordia, de tu gracia, Dios mío, que reconocemos que necesitamos tanto, Señor Dios mío, cada día, cada mañana, cada hora, cada segundo, Padre, reconocemos que somos débiles sin ti, Señor, reconocemos que somos nada sin ti, Dios mío. Somos de este, del pueblo, del, crecida nosotros del polvo, Señor, y regresamos al polvo, Padre. Pero contigo en nuestros corazones tenemos vida, tenemos nueva esperanza. Somos criaturas nuevas, Señor Dios mío. Señor, en esos tiempos que estamos viviendo, contando que está pasando en el mundo, contando que está... En nuestro alrededor, con noticias, con la política, con las guerras, en otros uh, temas que, Señor, que son antibíblicos. Dios mío, pedimos, Señor, que hace, haga su voluntad. Que los que, que, lo que está en nuestro control, Dios mío, ayude a nosotros porque podemos ser el mejor que está atrás de su palabra. Y lo que está, las cosas que no están en nuestro control, Dios mío. Pido Dios en el nombre de Jesús que tómalo en sus manos, que podamos sentir un sentido de liberación, que podamos sentir un feliz, un gozo de eso dentro de nuestro corazón, sabiendo, una tranquilidad en nuestra mente, sabiendo, Señor, que todo está cargado en sus manos y que todo va a salir bien, Padre, porque sabemos que tú estás en control de todo, que todo está en sus manos, Padre. Dios mío, lo demás que está en el mundo, que no te conocen, que no te saben de ti, Padre, te pido, mi Dios, en el nombre de Jesús, que en una forma o en otra, que su nombre, Jesucristo, llegue a esas personas que no te conocen, Señor. Que su palabra llegue a esas almas que están perdidos, que están durmiendo, que están muriendo, Señor. Te pido, mi Dios, mire misericordia sobre cada uno de nosotros, misericordia sobre mí, misericordia sobre mi hermano, que sabemos, Señor, que no somos perfectos, pero sabemos que Jesucristo, hay perfección en Jesucristo, que Jesucristo es nuestra meta, que mantiene esa imagen de perfección, que podemos seguir adelante para llegar a ese momento, para llegar a esa meta, para llegar a esa posición, Dios mío, para de hablar, de actuar, de caminar como Jesús. Señor, sabemos somos humanos. Sabemos que somos imperfectos. Sabemos que tenemos debilidades. Sabemos que tenemos faltas. Espíritu de Dios, te pido en nombre de Jesús. Cámbianos. Renuévanos. Restáuranos en el nombre de Jesús que podemos seguir adelante y seguir en su camino. Podemos seguir en perfección para seguir a esa meta que podemos estar ahí en los cielos contigo en gloria, Padre Dios mío. Ayúdanos, Señor, con nuestras actitudes, con nuestro, uh, con nuestro carácter, es Padre. Que a veces sentimos que sabemos que de todo, 
Pero a veces, muchas veces no sabemos de todo, Señor. Que nuestro orgullo no deja a nosotros para ser humildes, Padre, delante de ti, delante de lo demás, de nuestros hermanos, de, la, de, de, de los que, que están perdidos, Padre. Que nuestro orgullo, Señor, no deja a nosotros a crecer, a secarnos más a ti, más a tu presencia. Padre Santo, Espíritu de Dios, te pido en nombre de Jesús que podemos recordar que al fin de todo somos pecadores, somos siervos. Que sin ti no hay vida, sin ti no hay gozo, sin ti no hay esperanza, no hay absolutamente nada, Padre. Te doy muchas gracias, Señor, y por mi hermano aquí en fe, Dios mío. Te doy gracias, te doy toda honra y gloria que podemos estar aquí juntos, Señor, sabiendo que hay muchos en el mundo que no tienen este privilegio. Gracias, Señor Dios mío, y pido todo esto en el nombre poderoso Jesús de Nazaret. Amén y Amén. Amén. Spirit, lead me where my physical trust is without Borders. Sing it. Let me walk upon the waters. Sing it. Wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the pros presence of my Savior. Beautiful. Beautiful, right? Amen, sir. The glory to be always to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. A su nombre. Gloria. A su nombre. Gloria. Y su pueblo. En victoria. God bless every single one of you. God be with you always. Now and forever. Santo.